everyone, welcome. Thanks for tuning in today to a Daily Devo with Vince and Bo. I'm Vince. And I'm Bo. Thank you for joining us. Some of you may be listening to this on our Bridge podcast. Some of you are tuning in right now on Facebook Live. Welcome to everybody who is tuning in wherever you are. If you're listening on the podcast, you'll hear us interacting with some of the folks on Facebook. And you won't be able to do that because you'll be listening later. But feel free to join us on Facebook sometime. We go live Monday through Thursday at 11 a.m. Fridays are generally pre-recorded, but we're, we've been pretty good about going live Monday through Thursday, although sometimes we will have pre-recorded it. Let me see who is here online and say hi to a few people. And um, then we also have a fun introductory question that we would love to hear your answers to in the comments. The question today, I'm hoping it's not uh, triggering for some people. <laughs> Hopefully it will be fun, although it might bring back some painful memories. I'm going to have Pastor Bo give us the question in just one minute, but let's say hi to a few people tuning in. Good morning, Sue. Good morning, Rachel. What's up, Ed? What's up, Tom? What's up, Mark? What's up, Kimberly? What's up, Donna? What's up, Bill? Great to see you all. Thanks for tuning in. Who else? Mark Lindemann, good to see you. All right, Pastor Bo, what is our okay. question of the day? All right, this might be a little bit self-incriminating, yeah. but um, we know that you're forgiven, so don't sweat it. <laughs> Covered it, by the blood. And it's a long, long time ago. But in middle school, think back to middle school. Were you the bully? in your class or in your group, in your circle of friends, or were you bullied mm -hmm. or both? Mm -hmm. Did you have an experience sometimes being one or the other? So mm -hmm. were you the bully? Did you sometimes have take fun and delight in making other people's <laughs> lives miserable, yeah. <laughs> picking on them, yeah. uh, you know, not necessarily beating them up? but intimidating them or making fun of them or teasing them, yeah, yeah. that type of thing. That's kind of all kind of falls into the category of bullying. Or did you get picked on? What are your memories of middle school? So give us your response. It does tie into what we're talking about today. Yeah. What's your answer? Well, were I was, you the bully or were you bullied? Uh, I was never the bully. I believe that. I believe that. You've I was nice the guy. The you were born. <laughs> I, I, I like to think so. My mom always told me I was nice. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are probably some others. Oh, you know what? I just thought of something, so I'm going to have to qualify this a little bit. Okay, so, you know, growing up, I, I was not the bully. I would typically stand up to the bully on behalf of the people being bullied. Mm. I love that. I was kind yeah. of like the protector. It's a good quality. And got, you know, got beat up as a consequence of really? <laughs> on one occasion. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I stood up to a kid who's like a head taller than me and about three years older than me. Yeah. He's picking on a kid on the school bus. And I said, leave him alone. Well, then he turned his attention on me, mm -hmm. turned his focus on me and, and started you know, taunting me and everything. So I walk off the bus when it got, off, got to my stop. He got off. He get off. He always got off at that stop as well. Yeah. Followed me into my yard, and he's pushing me from behind. In pushing your yard. Me. Yeah. Oh my and, goodness. And and I'm trying to ignore him, you know. And then I then you know you know the trigger. He it, the, I erupted. So I turned and I flung my books in his face. And what? We, oh yeah. And then we went at it, you know. Was we, this the time you got beat up, or is this a different? Oh time? yeah. 
This was that. Yeah. Okay. It took <laughs> him. It started off positive. It, it, it took, it, <laughs> I took the initiative. It took him about one minute to have me on my back, and he's just oh, pummeling me. Oh. And the humiliating thing about it is, Vince, and I keep, man, these daily devotions are making me say things that I'll probably regret. My big sister pulled him off of oh. me. <laughs> And so my sister had to come to my defense. Your sister saved you. She saved me. Uh, she tore into him, man, and he backed wow. off. And wow. That was the end of that. Oh, my goodness. But That's he, a good story. He pounded to be pretty good. You stood up for someone else. Yeah. Then your sister had to stand up for you. Yes. But it's better to be rescued in middle school by another guy than your older sister. Right. If you have to get rescued, <laughs> it's a little humiliating for it to be your sister. Yeah. Let's see some responses. Uh, Jan said I was bullied. Rachel said I was bullied mostly for my clothes and looks. My family couldn't afford high-end clothes. I used to wear my stepmom's parachute pants. Wow. That'll do it. Yeah. Me and Joe have talked about how she was dressed a little weird when she was little. And got felt kind of like an outcast because of it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, we're going to dress our kids. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, whatever, whatever we have to sacrifice. In, that's what they're going to wear. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly, Just, Kimberly yeah. said, I bullied the bullies. Okay. Like you. She said, me too. Yeah. What she were you going to say? I tripped you. No. About the uh, yeah, clothing yeah, thing? Yeah. Whatever you have to sacrifice, your kids are going to look nice. Right. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Tom said, bullied. Okay. So. Some, kind of some mix, good a, a mixed, a mixed, here. Mixed, for the most part. And I, I figured there'd probably be, there wouldn't be too many bullies. Yeah. But because there was always a minority, it was only just usually one, you know, per class. Yeah. Right, you know, right, 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 right. You know, typically. Yeah. But I did, I was going to say this, something came into my mind. I, when I was maybe about in the eighth grade or ninth grade, I stuffed a kid in a locker. Just, that, just, that for, just for that, fun, you know. Fun for you. Yeah, but right, fun for right. Him. And I, you know, and so you know, you could hear him screaming down the hall, "Let me out! Let me out!" Boom, oh. banging on the thing, and it was pretty funny. And oh, I'd for, that, I'd completely forgotten yeah. about that. My yeah. brother-in-law, years later, was working at at, at his job, and uh, somehow my name came up. He said, "I know, Bo Weaver. I went to middle school. Hey, I remember the time he stuffed a guy in the locker. It was, you know, that's like." Oh. My brother-in-law only knew me as a pastor, oh, and he's like, "Did yeah. you do that?" Wow! I I vaguely recall that, and yeah. uh, he actually had more admiration for me after that. <laughs> yeah. More respect. Yeah, yeah, you were cool. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, for I didn't me, actually uh, hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a classic bully story, though. Like if somebody were to say, were you bullied? And some, somebody said, yeah, somebody stuffed me in a locker in middle school. It's like the quintessential being bullied story. Yeah, the bully doesn't think it was a big deal. Right, right. You're covered in the blood, Bo. Covered yeah, I, in the yeah, blood. I'm totally forgiven. I don't lose any sleep over it. Yeah, that's good. I think I was maybe similar. I, I was bullied when I first started middle school. I was homeschooled until middle school. And then went to middle school. I was bullied then some. And then I think as soon as I... Got enough social standing to pick on other people. <laughs> immediately. Payback time. Payback. Well, <laughs> yeah, um, not even the But same not people. the people that bullied no, you. Just right, anybody, right. Anybody I could find. Yeah. So anyways, we're talking about this because I think that some of the, um, some of the feelings of being bullied, bullying, wanting people to think highly of you, not wanting to get picked on, some of that continues all the way into adult life. I think, 
for some people. It looks different, it feels different, yeah. but it's in there a little bit. And sometimes um, it also affects what God might be doing in our lives. Our desire for the approval of our peers can sometimes step in the way of what God is trying to do in our lives. So we are going through the book of Acts, and uh, that's kind of what happened, actually, in the chapter 2. So I'm just going to read it, and we'll talk about it as we go, and then we'll make some comments, and then we'll, we'll send you on your way. But uh, this is, we started this yesterday, but if you didn't tune in yesterday, we're going through the book of Acts, and Acts takes place right after Jesus... Um, died on the cross, rose again, and then ascended back into heaven. It's kind of what happened to his followers right after he left. When Jesus was on his way out, going back to the Father in heaven, he said, wait for the Holy Spirit to come before you go out to be my witnesses in the world. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the Holy Spirit will empower you to bring my kingdom to the world, to reach people, to help people find Jesus. The Holy Spirit was kind of going to be the next big act of God in history. Is that fair to say? If you were oh, yeah. to zoom out, like at the whole mm -hmm. story of the whole Bible, there's big chunks. Mm -hmm. And this was the beginning of the next big chunk of history, the age of the church, mm -hmm. the age of the work of the Holy Spirit. And we are still part of that today. Yes. We're still in that same age. So this is a huge moment when the power of God is going to come and empower the followers of Jesus to do far more in the world than at this point they can even imagine. So what does that look like? What does it happen when God intervenes? Here's what happens. When the day of Pentecost came, which was a Jewish festival day, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. So they're all sitting together, and God's power starts to fill the room. The sound of a rushing wind. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. So imagine you're sitting in a circle. This group of people were all following Jesus you start to see a manifestation of the presence and power of God, something like a tongue of a tongue of fire. I mean, imagine if you're watching this <laughs> devotion and just a tongue of fire appear mm. above our heads. Crazy moment of the power of God. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So the Holy Spirit comes, fills the people there, and then enables them to speak in tongues. Now, there's lots of different views on speaking in tongues, but in this particular moment the Holy Spirit is empowering them to speak in tongues meaning they were speaking in a way that caused people who spoke another language to be able to hear the words of the followers of Jesus in that language so speaking in tongues in this scenario would be like if I was speaking empowered by the Holy Spirit and you only spoke Mandarin and you heard me speaking in Mandarin it's an incredible mm -hmm. incredible act of the power of God so they all start speaking in tongues with the tongues of fire above their head and the rushing wind and all that. And this is the kind of thing, this is like a classic biblical miracle moment. It's about as amazing as you can imagine. Um, while this is all happening, here's what's going on outside. Now they were staying in Jerusalem where they are, God-fearing Jews 
from every nation under heaven. So these are Jewish people around them, and the people receiving the Holy Spirit are also Jewish. So these are kind of like their peers, like distant, you know, not really relatives, but the same ethnic group, you could say. When they heard, so when those other people outside, when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. So people are listening to the disciples speaking in tongues and they're hearing. These are not the languages being spoken at the time, but if it was today, it would be like people hearing Mandarin or Spanish or Turkish or whatever. People go, what are the, I hear my own language in a place where I don't expect to hear it. So a whole crowd is gathering, utterly amazed. They asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Meaning, these people shouldn't know how to speak our language. Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and you know how to say that? Elamites, Elamites? Mm -hmm. Residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia. I might be butchering some of these translations or uh, pronunciations, but something like that. Egypt and other parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. So this is a powerful miracle moment where the Holy Spirit is doing something amazing through the followers of Jesus. But here's the twist. Here's the surprise. What's the response? There's basically three different responses. Here's the first two. Some were amazed, but some were perplexed. So amazed and perplexed, they asked each other, what does this mean? So even the people who were amazed weren't like, that's the power of God. I need what they have. I want to sign up. I want to join. They were like, whoa, but what's going on? They were confused. That was the best reaction mm -hmm. of this moment. But then look at this. Some, however, made fun of them. Mm. Middle school style. <laughs> started calling them names. Started picking on them. Started pushing them into a locker. I mean, not literally. <laughs> but they started making fun of them. And said, they have had too much wine. They said, these people are all drunk. <laughs> Which to me doesn't, when does alcohol <laughs> allow you to start speaking another language that yeah, you don't know? That's the best thing you could come up with is for an explanation. They must be drunk. Yeah. Last time I got drunk, I started speaking, <laughs> I started speaking Chinese. It was amazing. No, I don't know why they're saying that. There's different hypotheses that people have of, they may have actually not heard the language. I think I've heard that, that it might have been Just getting translated in the air. Yeah. Rather than, the, and, who knows. And maybe all of them speaking together. Yeah, why are they, they all just they, talking at the same time? Yeah, they're like, look at these crazy people. Right. So the power of God works in the people of God. And rather than everybody around them quaking in fear, they're quaking in laughter. Hmm. At least some of them. So now, I don't know whether we'll cover this tomorrow or not, but the very next part, we're not going to go into it, but the next part, we do see God do a lot of life change. Mm -hmm. Bring a bunch of people into a relationship with Jesus. Peter preaches an amazing sermon, and it's a great moment. But the first thing that happens is people made fun of them middle school style. What is the point of this for you and for me and for Pastor Bo? 
Sometimes when God starts showing up in your life, working in you, working through you, through His Holy Spirit, maybe in some overtly supernatural way, like speaking in tongues, but maybe some more subtle way, whatever it is, oftentimes the first thing you'll experience is ridicule and pushback from people that you hope would be excited for you. You go back to church and your spouse is like, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. You idiot. Mm -hmm. You start spending more time in prayer and people are like, okay, what are you trying to prove? Who are you trying to be? Why are you doing that? Um, maybe your friend group, for those of you who are single, you start getting back involved in church or you start growing spiritually and they say, hey, you're getting too religious. Mm -hmm. You're getting too Christian, whatever it is. And you experience pushback. And I think this often, it always takes us by surprise. We think, well, mm -hmm. I thought people would hopefully see the change in me yeah. and either be excited for me and maybe best case scenario, they'd want some of it too. And that does happen eventually sometimes, but a lot of times we get some ridicule, we get some pushback. Mm -hmm. We get some people amazed, we get some people confused, and we get some people making fun of us middle school style. And we share that, even though it's a little maybe depressing sound, we share that as an encouragement to say, if people are making fun of you, pushing back on you, looking down on you because of your faith, it might not mean you're doing something wrong, it might mean you're doing something right. It might not mean that you're being a bad witness. I was just talking to someone um, in our small group the other day who has gotten really serious about his faith in the last like last couple years, but especially the last like six months or so. And he's like, I'm having such a hard time with my family because mm -hmm. I'm telling them all that God is doing in me and the big lifestyle changes I'm making. And they're like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we don't, we're not gonna make those changes. You know, and he feels really torn. So uh, that's the encouragement for today. If people are making fun of you, it might not mean you're doing something wrong. It mm -hmm. might mean you're doing something right. Keep going. Keep moving forward. Keep seeking the Lord. And he will continue to empower you. Thoughts, Bo? Any encouragement for yeah. that? Or? You know, um, this dual response to, to the workings of God you see it throughout the book of Acts. Wherever the gospel goes forth, there were some people that were open, mm -hmm. inquisitive, tell me more. Mm -hmm. And there are some people that just you know, resisted, persecuted the believers. And, and it really shows us very clearly you know, what we should expect. Not everybody's excited about what God's doing in your life. And I, you know, I, I had that same experience as a new believer. When the Lord became real to me and I got serious about following Him, I had joy, I had peace, I had the things that were lacking in my life, and I couldn't help but want to share that with yeah. my friends. And some of them were amazed, some were perplexed, and some ridiculed, right? Exactly, got it all. And, you know, it was perplexing to me because I'm thinking, can't you see how happy I am? Can't you see that this is good for me? Why are you resisting it? Why are you against it? Well, part of that is because you know, and they were okay as long as I was dabbling in Christianity yeah. and I was just kind of testing the waters, yeah. going to church and partying on the weekends and mm -hmm. keeping one foot in the church, one foot in the world, you know. Mm -hmm. But when I made that commitment, both feet planted in the kingdom and said, I'm not doing the party thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Then some of them even got angry. Yeah, wow. It was like, and I had one friend, 
And for years, he even still talks about it. He said, I really was angry at you. I felt betrayed. I felt like I lost my best friend. Wow. And in a sense, he did. Wow. I'd become a new creation in Christ. Yeah. Old, the, old, the old me yeah. wow. died. Wow. And so we've since, you know, maintained our relationship, friendship. But man, it was like hard for him to take. And part of it is convicting, okay? Because yeah, when you right, say, I'm not right. doing that anymore because I'm following Jesus, a lot of people think, Oh, so you're saying that I'm, something wrong person. with me, I'm yeah. a bad person, yeah. you know, I do these things. Well, you were doing them two weeks ago. Yeah, that's right, it was, you know. Yeah. But so all of a sudden there's some conviction. But, um, yeah, and it some, looks really self-righteous. Can, like, it can. You're better than me, you were doing this a week ago. Yeah, it looks, and it can feel like they're being judged. Yeah. But I think it's the conviction. It, sometimes we can take a bad approach and bring on more grief than we should, you know, get. But... Some of it's just the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. When people are confronted with their lifestyle and, yeah. and, and you're sharing Jesus with them, you know, part of the purpose of the Holy Spirit coming to the world, Jesus said, was to convict the world of sin. Yeah. And so as long as nobody is addressing what's going on, your, what you're doing in your life, um, you can kind of go along and everything's fine. But when yeah. somebody stands up and says, I don't do that anymore because... I know that's wrong and I'm going to follow Jesus. Well, now there's conviction. Yeah. And sometimes that turns into anger as yeah. a response. Yeah. But yeah. The, the bottom line is, you, you know, you follow faithfully. Just go out and you follow the Lord. Stay on that path. You know it's the right path. Stay true to that. Yeah. Um, sometimes we look back and we go, maybe I could have, you know, been a little more tactful. Right. <laughs> you know, yes. uh, maybe yes. I shouldn't have, you know, called them, you know, Uncircumcised Philistine. No, I didn't. <laughs> you know, some goofy, you know. <laughs> You're on now. They're like, what's a Philistine? <laughs> right. <laughs> and why are you talking about circumcision? <laughs> what's it got to do with anything? <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, sometimes we, we look back and we go, yeah, I could have had a, a better tack. But um, I think sometimes we overcompensate and we shut down. Yeah. We stop being a witness. Because we don't want to get made fun of. Because we don't want to be yeah. made fun of. Hey, yeah. you know, we still have a job to do. And we have to be witnesses for Christ. That's why we're in the earth. Yeah, amen. So regardless of amen. the pushback, we just have to know it comes with the territory. Yeah. So thanks for watching today. We love you all. Um, Pastor Bill, you want to pray us out? Sure. Great. Lord, I pray that as we th recall and, and read this, the story, Lord, of when your Holy Spirit was poured out, Father, and it filled the disciples in such a way that, Lord, they spoke boldly for you. And on that first day, they, they bore witness to you. Lord, we need the infilling of your mm -hmm. spirit every day. And so, God, fill us and give us the boldness, Lord, that we need. Let us be witnesses yes. for you today. And, Lord, give us wisdom, but also, Lord, just let us speak up and mm -hmm. be willing to take the pushback, the ridicule and even persecution if it comes our way. And Father, we do, we pray all these things for your glory and honor in Jesus' name. Bless every person hearing this devotion today. Give them a wonderful day in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.